Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Tuesday Night's Triumph Over Targeting podcast. I'm your moderator, Ella. Tonight we have yet another guest, and I'm really looking forward to talking with her and speaking with her about augmented reality and what she's learned and discovered. A couple of things I wanted to share with you. If you are new to the call, please stay on, and we will get you some additional support, some additional uh, talk show podcast numbers, and hopefully some helpful links and websites. This is a solutions and educational-based podcast, but the views and opinions of my guests are not necessarily my own personal views and opinions. My goal is that everyone can obtain something out of tonight, especially a feeling of empowerment. So if you have any suggestions, comments, questions, or especially if you're in need of additional support again, please don't hesitate to email me at tiangel2016 at gmail.com. Again, that's tiangel2016 at gmail.com. Okay, so another thing I wanted to kind of explain how the call works. Um, If you're new to the call and you wish to speak when we get to the questions and answers, star 8 on your phone, and that will indicate to me that you wish to speak, and I will unmute you when it's your turn. And if you'd like to mute yourself because you have background noise or for any other reason, you can star 6 on your phone. And then you can use star 6 to unmute yourself manually. And also... um, if you are listening to this in a, um, in a different platform or hearing it on iTunes or whatever the case may be, you can call in live Tuesdays and Thursdays, and you just simply call 724-444-7444. Again, that's 724-444-7444, and you just put in the ID number 141476-POUND. Again, that's 141476-POUND. Um, and then it'll ask for a pin, and you just enter one pound, and you'll be in at that point. So um, the other thing I want to uh, stress to people is um, if you haven't taken the Global TI survey, um, it is absolutely imperative that you do so we can get uh, the more numbers um, that uh, show up for this is going to make it all the more convincing. Um, so this is a survey by Bill Binney and Kirk Wiebe, um, and also with Kate and Carla from the East Coast that helped create this survey. So um, if you don't know what it's about, you can always email me, and I can give you the information at tiangel2016 at gmail. Or you can go to my YouTube channel, which is Ella Free, and you can just look up um, Global TI Survey, and it will give you an instructional uh, video. So that was a little bit of information there. Um, so I just want to say hi, Karen. Welcome to the call, and thank you for agreeing to come on. Hello. Hi. And um, maybe if you want to, I don't have your bio in front of me, so maybe you want to um, kind of verbally give your bio, um, the one you had sent me. I think that's good for people to know and to hear. Okay. Um my name is Karen Rodriguez. I uh, worked at Lockheed Martin. I was a subcontractor then. We handled all the security in Santa Clara 
Valley. I, I live in Silicon Valley. Um, I have a degree in accounting. I am an accountant. That's, my, that's what I focus on. But I also do a lot of software integration and that kind of stuff. And I have a degree in accounting and in computer information systems. They're just associate's degrees, but just enough to get my foot in the door with some of the uh, software and, and running stuff like that and, and merging it and things like that. So basically, because I, I do have the background that I do, I was able to come across some information about artificial intelligence. And the more I started looking into it, the more I started realizing as a TI, because I am a targeted individual and I have been since 2015 that I'm aware of. It could have been a lot longer than that. I'm a military brat. My mother was a sergeant in the Army. I was born on an Army base, so both of my parents were military. And um, I just, you know, I, I came across this information, and I just, be, as a TI, I think it's imperative that other targeted understand about what I'm going to explain about um, what DARPA has created. And um, I think it might help alleviate some things. And the more you research it on your own, the more you'll be aware of it. And I think it will help out immensely because I know the targeting is really bad. I, I personally, I, I've been arrested twice because of what I know. So <laughs> it's been really, really a, a roller coaster for me. So um, do you want me to just kind of go into what I was thinking about just about well, the world? Let's give them a little bit of a definition and kind of explain what this is. You know, sometimes you hear, you know, people discuss this uh, possibility within the community. And so, but there are, uh, military already uses a lot of this, especially the augmented um, realities. And basically, you might have seen it when you're watching some kind of military movies and they're kind of um, trying to do a scenario that's like in real life how they use it. So DARPA has created these... Um, this augmented reality, so um, if a soldier is looking out, well, basically it's for virtual icons, avatars that are overlaid accurately on the real world. So you might have seen, like even if you play Call of Duty in one of those games, you know, the icon, you'll be able to see where um, one, of your, um, one of the other soldiers, one of the quote-unquote good guys, you can see them in the distance. It helps you locate them. It has signs. It tells you all kinds of various things. Um, Usually it's instructional or uh, informative, you know, type information coming through. Um, do you want to add to my definition? Uh, yes. And so basically it is augmented reality, and it's basically just like the goggles you put on. Um, mm -hmm. And, it, and it's, it's like po the Pokemon game, right? So you would be mm -hmm. in your real world and physically go and be able to grab a Pokemon with your phone, right? So it's similar to that. Um, it's a little more convoluted and in-depth than that. And I really think that this all has started with the Internet itself, which is just kind of ironic, right? But um, DARPA has been working with the, the W3C, it's called, which is the World Wide Web Consortium. It's CERN, CERN was part of that. And they actually, DARPA gave people, which people don't understand this, DARPA gave the Internet your IP address, you know, when you connect to the Internet, you have what's called an IP address, right? And you actually rent that from your um, from Comcast or AT&T or whomever you have Internet router, you know, your Internet router through. And so DARPA gave that, the whole nom nomenclature, am I saying that right? Nomenclature of uh, just basically the whole setup. So this was, this was done intentionally from the beginning. And people, um, I think that's part of the, 
the augmented reality that people don't understand is that this thing has been data mining everybody for years and years and years, and artificial intelligence has been is brought in with a with what's called a quantum computer, and basically those two combined create the simulation where the augmented reality becomes they become able to manifest the augmented reality. So uh, hopefully that's not too much, but <laughs> a little bit yeah. more. And then one more step that we can go further, um, which we didn't really discuss, is this um, hyper-reality. So, um, you know, with augmented reality, we can, you know, at least the way it's developed and the way that they have it presented online, that you can kind of tell the difference. But what's scary is hyper-reality. And it's it's similar to augmented reality. It's just there's, because you can touch and feel and your senses are engaged, it's the inability of a consciousness to even distinguish reality from a simulation of reality, um, especially in technology advanced like postmodern societies. And, you know, it's very difficult to tell the difference. So that's, that's, that's taking it a step further, and that's a very frightening thing to do, you know, to kind of delve into as well. But, um, yeah, so anyways, to get back to what you were saying. Yes, so years ago... Um like I said, DARPA gave the Internet addresses basically for the companies to use, and they always had in mind to create the, simulation, the, uh, the sentient world simulation. And basically, when Edward Snowden in 2013 came out and said they had – what he had claimed was that they had stolen a bunch of web certificates, like uh, the, the encryption kind of stuff, right? But right. I don't know if he didn't, like, siloed or whatever. He didn't exactly know what was going on, but I'm sure he did. But he probably was not, he didn't want to die, so he didn't say. But what had happened was in 2013, basically when Edward Snowden came out, what people don't realize is that everybody's Internet router, the physical router itself, was compromised on purpose by DARPA and the military. And um, they did this to data mine people. So they had already created a computer language um, called DAML, D-A-M-L plus OIL, O-I-L, in 2000. And this was, DAML stands for DARPA Agent Markup Language, right? So basically what all this means in a nutshell is artificial intelligence data mining, computer language. So they created a computer language so they could data mine people. And then they re and, and when they released the, uh, the web security on everybody's Internet router, they just put it in and just kind of like started doing that. And the reason why I, I, I really believe they are doing this is because we no longer see what's really going on on the Internet. We have been siloed because there is actually a different Internet that the, the same people that created the Internet, you know, the WC3, his name was Tim Berns-Lee, okay? He's like the one that's credited with really starting the Internet in the 1990s. And they had already come up with... Um, well, a different computer language called uh, a different, sorry, a different web route, like a web, a way to search the web called the semantic web, right? So there's the web that you and I see and that everybody that is not a part of, you know, DARPA or, or what have you sees. And then there's the semantic web, which basically is layered over the web and it's the actual web and it's, a, it's still just a data mining feature, right? So that's what the NSA uses. So they're able in real time, because they have access to the routers, to data mine everything everybody's doing. And then when you add your cell phones and everything else, all that information is data mined into a quantum computer, and that quantum computer creates the simulation, right? So 
So it's going on every day, all day long. And the whole point of this was under a defense directive. It's Defense Directive 511.11. And, it, it was, and, and that defense, defensive directive by the DOD created what was called the Office of Net Assessment. And basically, their job is to look into the future 20 or 30 years for the military sake, right? So basically, those sentient oil simulations of crystal ball. It's to do pre-crime, right? Because they want to know ahead of time who's going to, you know, who, who's, whatever you're looking at today, tomorrow might be the reason why they get bombed somewhere. So that's the whole point, right? Or that's what they tell people it is. But it's targeted individuals that they're going after, people that are innocent, people like us. And... Um, they're able to target us using the sentient world simulation and augmented reality, and they just go in, and I, 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 I honestly believe they use what's called string theory with the quantum computer because these computers are like nothing you have ever seen before. D-Wave created it. You can Google it. You can learn a little bit about it. They use different kind of even, – even what the computer's made out of is not a, a simple – like a silicon transistor that Silicon Valley is known to make. You know what I mean? This is totally different. And they are based out of Silicon Valley too, D-Wave computers, but they've been able to create this real-time simulation where I believe they sit in a military base or somewhere and they put on like virtual reality goggles and literally come into your home and move stuff around. You can't see them because people don't understand. The visible light to the human eye is only... 430 to 440 at the beginning of the range, tetrahertz, okay? Tetrahertz is totally different from a gigahertz because your router is a 2.4 gigahertz, right? So tetrahertz in the visible eye, 430 to 770 tetrahertz, is a very small spectrum of what the electromagnetic field truly is. So when you think about it like that, I think that they, because of the quantum computer and the physics they're using, um, they're able to overlay, like you were saying, overlay on the real world and actually physically manifest in people's homes sometimes and move stuff around. I literally at Thanksgiving one time had a spatula bent in half that I had just used and nobody was in the room with me. And I went over to grab it again and it was bent. And how did that happen? You know, and I just thought, I, you know, they want you to go crazy, TIs. They just want us to. I don't understand why. And I think it's because we have the power to stop this. So we are empowered. And if you're being targeted, it's a good thing because that means you've got something on them. <laughs> this is the way I like to look at it. Because <laughs> it gives you a feeling of empowerment because I think they try to take our they try to they try to take our power away and make us feel hopeless and helpless. And it's so not true. It's totally the opposite, it's true. So bottom line is is they've been using this computer language for a long time and with the 5G network, and here in Silicon Valley, the 5G network's been running probably for at least two or three years. And, um, you know, with that on top of it, and the chemtrails, right, because the chemtrails create a plasma, they can literally make things manifest while you're driving. Like a lot of people will say they see a lot of cars that are the same color. Maybe just to you, you're seeing those cars, then they're all red. Maybe somebody else is seeing a different color. You know, so that's something that the TIs, maybe if they look at it like that and stop thinking that, you know, that, that all these cars are just following them, then maybe they will be less effective. And I, I really just want TIs to have the ability to understand that maybe what you think is being targeted 
isn't exactly what you think it is. And a lot of TIs, like I didn't know what the sentient world simulation was until I started listening to Anthony Patch. Okay, he's a really good resource about mind control and about the sentient world simulation. And he's very good with physics. And I've been, uh, he's got some books out and he's got a website and a newsletter that I really highly recommend people get involved and, and start learning about what's going on because he has, he breaks it down pretty simply. And if you need it broken down further, you absolutely can get it, you know, researched because you, you, you've got the information there and you can just kind of dial it down as deep as you need to go. But um, they're actually, the quantum computers have the ability, and I'm reading this from Anthony Patch, so I, I don't want to take credit where it's not due, okay? So Anthony Patch has um, an article about uh, the sentient world simulation and mind control. And basically he explains how the string theory is using radio frequencies so they, uh, they take like an MRI of your brain because everybody knows they're big remote neural monitored, right? So, and they've also, they've also done complete scans of your brain. And basically they take a certain area of your brain that maybe causes hate, right, or anger. And then they modulate that same frequency out of your brain in their quantum computer wherever they're at, okay? And so when they do that, with string theory, you're – your res whatever frequency that is starts resonating, you start feeling anger because of what they're doing on the quantum computer end wherever they're at doing that, right? So those are some of the things, because I know TIs, they feel like really nervous sometimes or, you know, whatever. You get these like rushes of feelings and that's how you're getting that feeling. It's not, it's not somebody, you know, targeting you with the cell phone in the same, you know, area as you. I know a lot of people think that and I'm not saying that that doesn't happen, but I think it can be considered misinformation sometimes and people don't realize that sometimes there's nobody there, you know, and sometimes even the people you're seeing may not be there either. So I just, I, 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 in my heart of hearts, I just hope that TIs can start looking at maybe something different than all these people are stalking me. Because I thought that too when it first happened. And, you know, and I think when TIs first get in the program, they do use real people, but as time moves on, they start after they modulate your brain and, and figure out your, you know, your, your, your footprint, basically, with the MRI, um, they're able to simulate every, every, everything else through their simulation, and the targeting is less, less, less physical and more of an augmented reality. So that's pretty much what I was going to say about that. I could go into the kind of computer language they're using, but I don't really want to bore everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think because, because this is going to be in a, um, uh, a recorded, it, it might be good maybe to, to speak about it in kind of a general, maybe not too detailed a way. I do think it's important, though. Okay. Okay, so let me explain to you a little bit about OWL, okay? OWL is the ontology language, okay? And ontology basically means a, a system of classifying. And this is an artificial intelligence computer language. It's called the Web Ontology Language, okay? It was created by DARPA. Here we go back with DARPA, right? Everything is going to link back to DARPA, which is just insane, and I cannot believe those people are allowed to have government money, and we're funding this stuff. But that's right. about the point. I'll get off my high horse. <laughs> but um, basically, the OWL is Web Ontology Language, and an ontology is a, a classification system. And so basically, for artificial intelligence, it is... A field, so the web ontology is, a, is, is 
language is, is data mining in, in a field dedicated for representing, it's called knowledge, reasoning, and, um, of course I'm drawing blank, uh, reasoning and, I want to say researching, but it's like KR, and you can Google it. Uh, and that basically what this does is it, it, it's, it's a way for a com the computer to solve complex problems. And so it does, uses the ontology language and it starts doing classification systems, right? So the best way I can describe it is um, it also, it, it's using what's called a resource description framework. So basically it takes like a subject, a predicate, and an object. And this is the same, these three, this is called a triple, okay? A subject, predicate, and object. And I'm just going to give you an example. Like my, they're going to say, like a subject would be, like if it was data mining me, for say, for instance, in, in, in like live, right? So we wanted to know whether I had my glasses on or not. So my, the subject would be Karen. The predicate would be glasses are on or off, or on or off, and then the object would be the glasses. So, so Karen, on or off, glasses, right? And so it would be able, because it can see everything in real time, to just go data mine and say, no, she has her glasses off right now. So that's kind of what the, the computer language is. It's, it's called a, like an RDF, so it uses the triples. And the same, this is what people don't, this is, this is how I figured out that, it, that those triples are being used to data mine our internet routers because basically the, the data link layer is what's compromised. And it uses triples as well because it has a, heady, a, header, a header, a body, and a tail. The header is like the date stamp. It has the routing information, your MAC address of your computer, and like the URI that you're going to, you know, the URL web address. And then the body is the metadata, right? So that's where all the real, the real chunk of the information is, and that's what we found out that the NSA was collecting on us, right, it was the metadata. So it was using it to data mine, to build the simulation. And so because it uses the header, the, the body and the tail, you, and that's in every single data packet that, you, that you're crossing over your internet router, right? So it's, it's data mining the same way that it would the subject um, uh, predicate and uh, object that I was mentioning like about my glasses. So that's how it's, how it's using it. And so OWL cannot, is not only being used to data mine our internet routers and us personally, it's also being used to data mine things like um, neuro neuro behavior, there's a there's a there's actually a, a portal that I, I had found, and it and it uses owl the same thing to to classify behavior of human beings. It, it does it for the human genome project. It's it's data mining the uh, all the animal and plant genes that are any research that's been done in these fields of genetics. It has. And the owl, it doesn't matter. They all use owl, so it doesn't, it can, this, this simulation can data mine genetics. It, the, the UN uses it for geopolitical. So not only can it data mine you personally, it can find out your genetics, where you're at in, in the world, and know everything about you, including like who your parents are and that kind of thing. And so that's what people don't really understand, and, and that's like the really big problem I see is the fact that OWL is not only used to data mine everybody, they're also used to data mine genetics. And, you know, maybe that's what the UN's goal is of the eugenics program, you know, it's data mining to figure out who it's going to get rid of and who it's going to keep if we do have a one world government or some crazy stuff like that happens. So basically, 
you know, the owl is the real problem I see here because that language can data mine anything at all. Anything. Even the semantic web that I told you basically is the real web that we don't no longer see because we are being data mined and AI is feeding people what it thinks you want to see on the internet. Right? So that owl language is a real problem and there's you know, artificial intelligence companies all over Silicon Valley, everywhere, just are popping up left and right. And I, I wonder to myself, knowing what I know, what else could they possibly data mine, you know? I mean, why do they need all these companies? And the best thing I can figure is not only they, they're data mining all of that, they're also data mining like retail information, right? So they want to know what you're going to buy next so they can figure it in their profit for the next, you know, profit margin. So I've seen some real corruption in that field. Um, I actually whistle blew on a company that was doing cyber espionage. And um, the FBI did nothing. We went to the FBI, my boyfriend and I, they did nothing. They were completely aware that they are doing this. And right. they are completely corrupt because they are just allowing these companies to data mine people and then just saying, oh, it's just retail, it's just analytics. No, it's not. It's illegal. It's totally yeah. illegal. I agree. And even something I saw when I was kind of like, you know, this is stuff I've already already had an interest in, in quantum mechanics, which some people don't talk about it very much on these calls. They say don't want to. Like me and you, we got into string theory, which was exciting because we could actually talk about quantum mechanics for a minute because um, it ties yeah. into, you know, quantum computers. But I was looking and I saw something else that didn't catch my eye, that Google and all these companies are investing megabucks, like 500 million, um, and this, an example they showed, they had shown was the daughter emails um, the father and sends an attachment, and the attachment opens up to a 3D hologram with, that had movement, that had animation, and they showed the video. I couldn't believe it, and they just think this is going to be a great marketing strategy. So you go online, you want to buy it, you can take it out. It'll, it'll pop out, the 3D animation, and it'll turn around, and you can see it in a three-dimensional way. So it's, yeah, but we know it's much more than that. You know, they can, you know, it, it's scary. You know, you've got, you got the, potential, the potentiality of, of playing God. You know, it's not just, you know, items they can do this with. It's going to be humans, you know. So it's really, it's, uh, it's pretty scary if you think about it too long and hard. Right, and, and speaking of the string theory and with the, the sentient world simulation, I don't know how many targets have drones following them. I know I do. Um, and that's part of the, um, the sentient world simulation with the string theory, I believe. I believe they have to have a drone above you to maybe, like, view you in their augmented reality. And I know, to, and I know I'm not the only PI that's got drones on them, <laughs> but... Even if even if you see like a lot of a lot of air traffic, you know that kind of thing. I know TIs, TIs complain about that, like the air campaign. That's what that is. They just don't even realize that that's part of the sentient world simulation and that augmented reality. And it's just like those planes may not be there to everybody. So, and speaking of what you were speaking of, I just saw a video that I I had posted on Twitter a, a link to where they were actually taking people's desk at work and having them put on the uh, virtual reality glasses and there's no computer. They just have a bunch of screens and they're just touching the air instead of typing and stuff, like a regular computer or laptop. 
And so that's the face that they're going to show the world. And backside, they're targeting people like us, you know. So, and that's that's just something new I just saw. And I'm gonna I'm gonna try and pull it up real quick just so I can give you the name of it so you guys. If you want to look for it, you can find it. But I mean, that's where the stuff is headed, for sure. Definitely. So, Are you looking it up? Yeah, I'm looking it up as we, yeah, so. Discuss, okay. Yeah, sorry about that. No worries. When I, when I saw it, I was like, you're kidding me. Um, so back to the ontology stuff, I, I think that uh, the people should maybe research it a little bit. Maybe we could hopefully... Um, maybe get enough people looking at it that maybe we could actually like protest or get a, another, you know, these petitions we get started, hopefully we'll go somewhere. I know I've been finding a bunch of them, like even for like net neutrality and stuff like that. So I'm hoping that, um, you know, we maybe we could get more petitions started. The more people that are understanding what DARPA is doing, the louder we can become and the more hopefully we can put a stop to it or at least get the mass, critical mass, you know, aware of what's going on with these quantum computers and the simulation and stuff. So I'm looking it up. It was on YouTube that I did it. And it's it, this was Bloomberg, which is a, you know, Bloomberg technology. So if you get on Google, or I mean on YouTube, and you YouTube uh, Bloomberg technology, Bloomberg, you know, like the magazine or whatever company that is, it's on... Ah, be quiet. <laughs> Let me just turn that off. Hang on. But anyways, so that's who, that's where I got that from. It's called if you if you just put in Bloomberg and could this hologram headset replace your cubicle, you'll find the the augmented reality I was talking about, which is just a little snippet of what I think the simulation's doing. Mm-hmm. And I have my, let me give you my Twitter handle. Um, it's at, the at symbol, J-A-C-Q-U-I-K-A, I'm sorry. sorry is, it, is it J as in jacket? I couldn't really hear what yes. you said. Yes, yes, J, Jackie Cares, J-A-C-Q-U-I-K-A-R-E-S, Jackie Cares. Jackie, my middle name. My name's Karen Jacqueline. Okay, thank you. Yes, and if you go, I have videos. I'm starting to post stuff on YouTube. Um, so I, I'm working on getting some more videos out. I have some stuff up about augmented reality. So, um, and things that I actually, if, like if you go to my Twitter page or just go to my um, YouTube page, my YouTube page is Cyber Reconnaissance, and I'm just going to get on there real quick so I can tell you exactly my name is, because I don't even honestly know if it goes, okay, it's just Cyber Reconnaissance, right? So it's cyberreconnaissance at gmail.com. But if you go to my page, I actually have video of two rattlesnakes, I mean really long rattlesnakes, at least three foot long, mating in front of me. And I'm telling you, that is me being targeted. I was jogging. This is a path that everybody takes to jog on where I was at at this park, 
and for two rattlesnakes to be mating in front of me, I thought that was a little odd. But that's augmented reality. Because if you really, if you just stop and think about it, do you think snakes are going to risk mating in front of a place where humans are walking by back and forth? No way. They're not going to do that at all. So if you watch the video, it's just short, it's like 30 seconds. It, I, I, I try to show how augmented reality looks so real. It's so real. I mean, those snakes were there. And actually a gentleman uh, came up to me and started filming it too because it was crazy <laughs> that we were seeing that, you know. And so it's yeah. not just you that sees it sometimes. Sometimes it's somebody else, you know, like a complete stranger because I guess if it's augmented reality, sometimes if if you're going to ask somebody, they let they want them to see it as well. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's real. It's just that they don't want to know, let you know that you're being targeted, so they let everybody see it. So it's very, very foreign to the human mindset. This thing that they have running. It's, it's, I don't. I personally do not believe it's human. I believe it's alien intelligence. I mean. As crazy as that sounds, I mean, well, <laughs> or demonic or something, you know, yeah. <laughs> something down those lines. Yeah, I agree. Okay, um, so um, what about, do you have any, we kind of talked about maybe some indicators to kind of see if maybe that's the case in some, when some people's experience, you know, and what better people to test some of this technology on that we, it's our, you can go online and DARPA, you'll see that DARPA does have their hands on this technology and they're using it actively in the military. So, you know, we could be guinea pigs for these type of things, you know, um, you know, who knows? So, um, you know, it just makes sense to me if they were going to test it, maybe target a group of targeted individuals or, you know, people that are on certain lists or, you know, and, and some of us know that a lot of technology companies are involved with our targeting, you know, especially if you can all get scans and they can trace it back and things like that nature. And sometimes you hear it's technology or, or um, you know, places like Massachusetts that work on neurosciences and things like that. So, you know, it's something to consider, you know, and I hear some interesting stories on a day-to-day -day basis. So it makes me wonder sometimes, you know, my mind's very open and with some knowledge of quantum mechanics, it's very open. So, um, but as you know, as far as targeting goes, I do keep it simple. I would never go out and talk to somebody. I'm trying to convince them about targeted individuals. I would never go into this unless I was just going out and speaking just on uh, augmented uh, augmented realities and DARPA or something. But, um, but you know, it's very interesting. Um, you know, the Duncan model somehow kind of integrates some of this into it. Um, so, you know, Robert Duncan has some great books out there. Um, as many of us know, um, it's a more complicated end of things, you know, in his, in his theories and ideas and um, what he worked on. But, um, yeah, so anyways, I just wanted to, bring, to add that. Yes, and I really feel it's it's very sad because I know a lot of TIs feel like their families abandoned them. And I've, I've kind of had the same thing. Um, my sister won't speak to me at all. She thinks I'm completely nuts. And my mother and father are basically thinking I'm paranoid and this and this kind of stuff. And I like I had to tell them that I was coming on this call today, and they're like, "Don't whistle blow," and blah blah blah. And I'm like, "But I have to do the right thing." And they're like, "You're paranoid." And so I mean, your family, I know, and and it's just very upsetting because you want people to believe you, and you just have to realize that I don't think everybody's supposed to see this, and um, I think that. 
this is we are test subjects, and I think that we are picked because, like for me, I mean, I was always I was a military. I was a military brat, so it's a little bit different for me. I probably, and the fact that I worked at Lockheed, but I had taken personality tests to even get on site at some of the places I had to go to. So I think once they saw my, my personality test, and I must have, like, done something wrong because I got targeted pretty much after that. So, and corporations definitely target people because when I whistle blue, and I'll tell you the company's name because I don't have an NDA with them. I, I whistle blue on coupons.com, okay? That's who I went to the FBI about. And I'm pretty sure as soon as I did that, I got put in the targeting program for that. So don't use coupons.com because they're data mining your information and send it to, sending it to Bangalore, India. Don't use them. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Avoid I'll put them on blast. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, yeah, that's very helpful. Um, and um, so maybe just kind of, Let's review some of the ways that people can find out more information, like your YouTube. You mentioned that, and your Twitter, um, and maybe any other suggestions you want to give, or any books or any resources you might want to volunteer for people to kind of look on their own accord. Yes. So for the simulations, I say Purdue has a Purdue University has a concept paper out, and it's available on open source. All you have to do is Google sentient world simulation, and Purdue, and it'll come up, and that'll give you a kind of a, a concept paper that they had did in 2006, okay? So that was like 11 years ago. This stuff's gone way farther than that now, and I highly recommend Anthony Patch's magazine called Entangled. Now, it's a subscription-based. It's only like three bucks a month, okay? So it's not that much, but he's got some very, very valuable information, and I cannot recommend him enough. As a matter of fact, I've actually tried to get in contact with him, but for some reason, when I try to get in contact with people that can actually, I can actually help and, and, and further their research along, I get completely blocked, and I can't get a hold of them. So I'm trying to download a, a new uh, Linux, it's called, it's a different operating system, so I can, it's like kind of for hacking. So I can get into, so once I get that done, hopefully I can actually get a hold of some people and help, like help Anthony pass out because I think I can put the computer language part to what he's doing. And I think uh, um, somebody else that, that's got a really good information out there is, is, is Richie Allen. Richie Allen, just, he just has a radio program, but he brings targeted individuals on. And um, Pinecone Utopia is another one, Dr. Paul Marco and uh, Dr. Um, Eric Kallstrom. I highly recommend them yeah. as well. I'm sorry to interrupt. I was just going to say, big fan of him. We love Dr. Marco. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. And I've been on Dr. Marco's. I have a podcast. The audio is not that great, but um, I will try and represent. I'm going to put something else together. I've just been so swamped with everything I'm dealing with because I still, I still work. Uh, barely, <laughs> barely kept my job by the skin of my teeth. But um, but I work for a small company, so I don't I don't get too much of the workplace lobbying. They did do it to me a few times, but because the company is so small, I've been able to overcome things like that because of my personality and just my work ethic, you know. So um, I still work. So I'm doing this as a, this is my hobby. This is my only hobby is 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 getting this targeting program stopped. So. Um, if, if there's anybody else that, that would like for me to go and speak on their behalf for, for anything, I, I'm more than well, willing to do that as well. So 
you know, you just get in touch with Ella and we'll make that happen as well. Yeah. Well, great. Yeah, thank you. This is a topic I'm glad we got to discuss, you know. Um, and, you know, and something that, you know, it comes, it's, this, this topic comes up. You know, we have people that are, are are stating that this is happening to them and they've seen little indicators. So, I, you know, um, it, like I said, it's just something I am curious about. And the, the quantum world is fascinating and all these quantum computers are making so many things a reality, no pun intended. So anyway, <laughs> I'm glad we were able to discuss it. Um, so should we go to the questions and answers? Do you want to uh, uh, add anything else? I, I think I'm good for now, but I'll be happy to answer any questions. Hopefully I can have the answer, too. I'm, you know, not always do I have the answer, but I'll tell you I don't know if I don't. <laughs> okay, great. Okay, so let's go ahead and go to the board. Okay, so what I'm going to do is... Go into order, but I know some people had their hands up prior to. Okay, I'm going to go to Sumaya, and then I'm going to go to West Coast Angel. Hi, Sumaya. Hi, thank you, Ella. This is Sumaya. I wanted Hi. to ask, and this is a fascinating subject to me. Um, I know that we we're becoming much more advanced. Uh, in the energy fields, in quantum fields, and unified field theories, and and that they're experimenting with creating realities in front of us, uh, that this is so this is so interesting to me. Now, um, did I miss the part where you said you had a way, or do you have a way of testing the reality in front of you to see if it's somehow manufactured or artificial or if it's something that is actually there. Do you have a way to test that? And the other question is, if you find out that it is augmented, um, what do you do? Just walk around it? I try to ignore it? You know, how do you react to those? Uh, that's a good question as far as testing it. You know, my problem with being able to actually test the things that I've seen in the augmented reality is it's a snake, right? It was a rattler, and I was afraid if I touched it. I didn't know. Even if it was even if it was augmented reality, what if it could bite me, right? So I did not get close to it. I have tried to get close to other things, but it, they run away because they don't want you to be able to tell. So I'm still working on testing something. Um, I, I, I will figure that out. That's a good. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna write that down because I'm gonna focus on that. That's a good question. Yeah. And you know maybe uh, maybe you could get like a stick and just tap it. You know, it's, I mean if it's a rattler, you don't want to mess with a rattler. But um, you know if it's a bear, you don't want to do that either. But let's say <laughs> you know, I mean let's say you're looking. I mean I've what I've noticed once in a while is um and I'm not sure if this is an overlay of heterodyne where somebody may be saying something and then somebody else totally hears a different thing or they totally misinterpret um, what they're hearing or what they're seeing. Um, and so I guess the, the way to test that is, you know, do we all hear the same thing? You know, how many witnesses are there, you know, to confirm what we just witnessed here? Um, and then what to do about it? Well, if it's, I guess if it's trying to antagonize you or to get a reaction, then, you know, just like you do with all your other targeting is, 
you know, try to stay neutral, calm, and um, stay centered, you know, stay centered and balanced throughout everything, even if it is artificial. That's probably what I would do. Um, but I'd like to know how to test it. That would really be a great thing to have. Yes, I will see if I can't figure that out. That sounds like such a good idea. <laughs> I know I thought of it. I thought of it at the time, and a couple other times I had some things happen, but there's no way to really, like, reach out and grab it, you know. But I'll, I'll work on that. <laughs> I'll work on reaching mm-hmm. out and touching it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's just like in dreams or if you've ever done any shamanic journeying where you're encountering other beings, um, you want to... Uh, you, you kind of ask it, like, mentally, are you here for my good or are you not, you know, and you see what kind of mental or emotional intuitive response you get. And um, this it just seems like it would be the same as in a dream, you know. If you're in a dream and you, you feel like somebody's threatening you, then you might run or you might turn around and attack it or something. So that's kind of how I was looking at it. Yes. Yes, I, 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 the testing is a good thing, but I always feel that TIs, you know, we just have to recognize it, that we're just being targeted, you know, for the most part, and hopefully it kind of subsides it, you know, so we're not scared, physically scared, you know. And, and I don't, I think that's, you know, a lot of times their goal is to keep you in that fear state, and we don't need to be there. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Well, my concern is not how much they can do individually, but how they can do on the world stage. You know, geopolitical manipulations and he said, she said, and starting wars. That's why I think it was well, really I think dangerous. I yeah. think you're absolutely right. I think, and I think that 9/11 was actually probably the start of a lot of this. That was the sentimental simulation could have been around that long, and we don't even realize it. And maybe 9-11 was a complete psyop. So they could finish building it and, and start the data mining. You know, you know, that is a possibility, you know. Mm-hmm. That's something we can think about. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. I'm going to start six myself. Okay, thanks, thanks so Sue. No, those are my concerns, too. Sue thinks real big picture as well. I'm just very concerned because we already know <clears throat> what technology, when it's used um, in the wrong way, what it can do, you know, some of the technology that's created, it can repair people's minds. It can give them give them mobility. They can, you know, see again when they've never seen before. They can hear again. We know all that, but we also know, especially for our group specifically, what what negative things they can do with the technology and how evil it can be used and this, this type of control. So I mirror what what Sue's, Sue's concerns. I completely mirror that. So mm-hmm. I think absolutely. If we lived in a world of benevolent, altruistic people, it'd be great. But <clears throat> I don't think that's the case, and especially mm-hmm. people in power, because typically the psychology behind people in power is not that positive. So, Well, in my experience working in security as an operations manager and being at Lockheed, they're nothing but psychopaths. Yeah, you know. And that's, yeah, we had a yeah. woman, she comes on, I respect this woman immensely, and she says they seem like psychopaths, basically, and that they were hiring dark types of people, and she was just really appalled by that. So, um, yeah, that's what you're dealing with. And, and I'm going to tell you something that I, I have, I don't think I told you, Ella, I used to be part of the secret society. I was oh, a I didn't know that. 
Yeah. Wow. So nice. I was a Rosicrucian, and then I next thing you know, I'm they bring me into Lockheed. I mean, it literally went down like that, and I didn't realize it that I was being groomed to be, I think, a honeypot. And right. I decided that I was not going to. I'm not a corrupt person. I were, and they thought I was a psychopath because I was able to get so far ahead in my career because I was just that intelligent. You know, they yeah. thought I was sleeping around my way into the top and stuff, and I wasn't. So right. once they realized that, and then I whistle blew them, they just really just got rid of me. <laughs> yeah, of course. And I'm no longer a Rosicrucian, okay? I thought Rosicrucians were Christians, and I learned that they were not. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe we have to have that topic discussed and talk about these secret societies, and that would be a right. good topic discussion one night. Yeah, because I do know a lot of these type of societies are where they pull all the best of the best to set them up and, you know, um, you know, give them high-level positions and kind of keep an eye on everybody because those are their people, you know, that are in this powerful position. So. And even with the network that they, you know, um, you know, they hire, I was reading kind of in-depth articles about how, how this is possibly around, like, basically the pyramid scheme and at the very top, you know, the really wealthy ones and the powerful people, they're actually hiring people to get, like, a high-level position at Visa or the phone company, you know, to kind of keep an eye on us, which makes perfect sense to me. They've got millions and maybe, who knows, potentially billions to spend on this, and you know. So, anyways. Okay. Let's go to the next person here. Okay, West Coast Angel, I'm coming to you. Hi, Cindy. Let me give her a second. Sure. Are you still there, Karen? Yes. Okay, just checking. Cindy? <laughs> I come back to her. Okay, I'm going to come up to Northeast New York. Hi, New York. Hi. Um, Hi, Hi. Having kind of a hard time today. I've got to try to network more. Um, yeah, um, I'm being tortured, you know, and it's terrible. Um, I don't really know what else to say. Um, I'm going to log in on the computer and I guess just follow along the best I can. I guess I would say to the guest, I'm glad you're speaking and, um, I live in a relatively small town, small city, and I haven't met anyone else going through this in my immediate area, although I expect there are those. Um, I have a degree in criminal justice and one in management, Mm -hmm. and I belong to a neighborhood association, and um, I live with someone who has an advanced degree in a scientific and let's just say, a scientific field. Um, Do you have a question for her that pertains to what we're discussing? Yes. Um, who can I report this to, or how can I obtain um, some... How can I proceed um, in order to um, get out of this? Um, um, what can I do? You had said you would be available as a reference. Um, my police department is willing to talk to me regarding, just regarding the, we've had um, 
pornography sent to the mail and um, Facebook things, which are hideous. Um, but I can't even get those to the person who would like to see them because they um, start hitting me in my ears, around my eyes, um, my feet, and, um, you know, it's it's physically right. disabling. So what do I do? What's your, what do you think? Any opinion you want to give to her? Any advice? Well, you know, I went to the police too. They did nothing. I have to be honest, um, and I don't want to. I don't want you to be hopeful, you know, like hopeless about that. But they're not going to probably believe you taking this stuff at face value because it's meant to. It's meant to be seem crazy. So I, I, I don't know what's going on with your computer and like what's going on as far as that goes. They do social engineering, okay? So basically, when they data mine you, if they if if you become a threat to them, they'll show you things like you'll see pictures of people dying or they'll just somebody that looks like you all of a sudden will show up. They'll, they'll have passed away all of a sudden in the news report, reporting it. So you'll see stuff like that. And it does happen. But um, basically, I don't know if I'd go to the police because you don't want to discredit yourself. And if I'm, trust me, they're, they, it's very easy to do because I've done it. Mm-hmm. So I just want you to be careful with that because once you go down that road, you might get a label, and I don't want that to happen to you. Yeah, I agree with you. Just be yeah. careful. Yeah. So that's the advice I have. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for answering your question. Okay. I'm going to come up to Melinda. She's one of the second. She was the second person in one day that recommended you. It's so funny how that is. So Hi. Um, hi, Karen. It's so nice to hear you. I loved your video over at uh, the other uh, podcast. I, it's difficult to understand because you had four walls that kept bouncing your sound, and I was just glued to my speakers. But anyway, it's great to hear you here. Um, I have been looking up this last couple of days the solar eclipse, which I think, uh, Ella, we have to talk about, is the 21st of uh, August. Nibiru, pole shift and disasters. Now, are we living in a holographic universe? Are these things really going to happen to us or will they be an illusion? Or in your opinion, would the targeting stop if all these things happened? I mean, maybe the other people, the, the, the filth, would get swept up too. You know what I'm saying? Yes. There's just a lot of chatter in the universe about possible uh, disruptions. I'm, and I'm not a fear person. I'm more of a, I get angry. So I watch <laughs> everything in third person because, you know, I don't want to take, absorb it into my soul. So, but I am aware that these are possibilities and then there's a lot of chatter about them. What is, what is your feeling about them? So my feeling is that they're psychological operations. Okay, because I looked at Nirabu too. I've looked at Nirabu. I, I understand. I, and then Planet X, I got, I've watched plenty about it. And, you know, they say it'll be like the second flood of Noah, that kind of thing. And I really think that we're being psyops. And the reason why is because they're using that simulation to see how people would react if they were able, like let's say with the augmented reality, they were able to show Nirabu, right? And say, oh, good, it's coming. It's really coming. Planet X is here, right? That's a complete mm-hmm. psyop. And maybe it would be used, and maybe – and maybe they would be able to affect some things like they can with earthquakes. You know, you see these things happen. Mm-hmm. So, and if 
it's almost as if it seems like they're trying to bring in some kind of major disaster just to see um, to bring in one world government, right? Like that's a possibility. And mm-hmm. I think, and I every time I think about Nirbu, that's the person that comes to my mind. This is a ploy to get one world government. So that's just kind of my opinion. I think everything is a psychological operation because the more that people look into that stuff and are curious and stuff, their brains are going off, right? Your your brain patterns changing and your MRI. If you had an MRI machine and you were talking about Nirbu, maybe something that would light up in your brain that wouldn't normally. Right. So then they have well. Their ironically, you should say that because I went in for a um, uh, a CT scan, and from the insurance company, I get my authorization, and I also get an authorization for a brain scan. Now, my doctor did not order a brain scan, so I hop over, do the brain scan. I come home. The minute I come home, my doctor calls and said, "Why did you order a brain scan?" I said, "Well, I'm a patient. I cannot order a brain scan. I don't know. I thought you did." She said, no, I didn't. So obviously somebody at UCLA wanted to see a scan of my brain. A brain stem scan, excuse me, brain stem scan. That's interesting because, you know, when I feel like I'm getting hit with, like, directed energy weapons, it's always at the back of my head. Like somebody's bashing me. And I don't know if you get that with your targeting, but I do. Haven't had it in yeah, a while. Well, I, I get other things. Um, but I'm, I, I was just wondering, they were checking my my brainstem for something. Maybe um, I'm getting hit at night and I don't know it. Like a lot of right. people get hit at night to check to see if I've got a, a new thing for Alzheimer's, a new uh, plaque or something, you know. I don't know what they yeah. were checking for. Very strange. Yeah, I think sometimes they even just do that just to mess with people even more, you know what I mean? Because you're already mm-hmm. surprised at that point. So let's just mess with you a little bit more. I mean, it's awful to say, but who knows? Who yeah. knows? Well, do you feel we're in a holographic universe? Do you think this is all an illusion, all fake? I'm starting to wonder that. I, I don't think it's all fake. I think at some point, like I think that 9-11 was probably the catalyst for it. This this augmented reality became part of our physical reality, and we were just unaware of it. So they were able to inlay this due to 9-11 is my Mm-hmm. Kind of what I'm thinking. So that being said, is it a holographic universe? Maybe. Maybe it's just we're seeing holograms and we just don't realize it. You know, like I really think. Okay, so I didn't. I didn't go down this road. But I told this to Ella that I really think that there there's something going on that's very nefarious. And the reason why they're even doing the augmented reality is because they're hiding other stuff in plain sight. We can only see so 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 much, right? Our vision, mm-hmm. our spectrum of light, so small that it would take nothing for them to take the 5G network and use the chemtrail, which is the plasma screen they use, to obfuscate stuff that, so just so we cannot see it because they don't want yes. us to see it. And who knows Skynet. what it is. Yes, kind of kind of thing. And CERN, how do you feel about CERN? I'm looking into – I live right by the, the Stanford Linear Accelerator, and I'm looking into some of that right now. So I hope we'll come back when I figure that out and put that on another podcast. How about that? Great. Perfect. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Well, thank you, Melinda. You're welcome. So now I'm going to go to Northwest California. Looks next in line here. Hi, Northwest California. Hey, it's Barbara. Hi, Barbara. Hey, Darren. (laughs) Oh, Karen, I think I finally found something that's a little over my head here. But before I ask my questions... I want to know a very simple book I can read. 
<laughs> about everything you're just talking about. I can't get on a computer, so. Do you, there's some documentaries too, and there's a show called Genius. I think it's called. And yeah, it's, I, I don't watch TV. Anything I do, it has to be reading a book for me. Okay, I'll Anthony turn it Patch. over. To Anthony Patch, go find Anthony Patch's books. Patch. Uh, Anthony Patch, yes. Like the patch you wear on your shoulder, yeah. Okay, all right. Okay, the other thing I was going to ask now, did I understand that routers are paramount for this data processing you're talking about? Yes. Okay, because I want to tell you a quick story, and I find now I find it very interesting. Um, I had a neighbor that moved in. He, had a, he just moved in. He had a very powerful router. And I went knocking on his door because my bedroom window is literally 10 feet from it. And it was awful. So I knocked on his door, and I told him I was, like, EMF sensitive. And, and anyway, he said, I'm not using Wi-Fi. And I said, well, I feel Wi-Fi coming through the walls. So I asked him who his company was, and he told me Sonic. So I called Sonic. Sonic said, well, he needs to let us know that he's not using um, Wi-Fi. We have to turn it off here, and then he has to turn it off in his computer. So everybody did that, and I was 80% better, and I called him back, and I said, well, I'm 80% better, but what about the other 20? And his comment was, I didn't say we could turn it all the way off. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if that's part of the plan. Well, I think that's absolutely part of the plan is to have the whole world encased in Wi-Fi signaling because they need that to do their data mining and create their simulation in real time. Right, and to the point where people think they're plugged in and they can never be. They're always right. going to have Wi-Fi coming out of their router and they don't know this. Well, and something else that people don't even realize, and I don't know if this is true for everywhere besides the Bay Area, but I, I've been to Texas recently and it seemed like it was there too. I've noticed that even if you have like Dish Network or if you have, what's the other one, whatever the other one is, DirecTV, and you have your internet through them, you still have a fiber optic cable coming to your house yes. besides totally separate from your electrical. And yes. now why would you need that fiber optic cable there if you don't have, you know, regular AT&T, you know, where they have to pull the line and you have like a satellite dish. Right. So... That's a huge problem that I think that that is something that we could all actually stand up and do something about today. Yeah, I, I was very... Everybody look at their house. And you have... It's basically, if you don't have your own home, like, I am an apartment, so it's hard for me to tell, you know, per se, but, like, everybody that has their own home that's you know, on this phone call, go outside and look. See if you see that fiber optic come into your house. You know, if you, especially if you have DISH or some other you know, company besides the one that would need that fiber optic link to you because I think that is very nefarious, whatever that is. And it and it doesn't matter, like, what house you – every house in, in the Bay Area has it regardless if they have a satellite dish on there or not. Now, I'm sitting here with nothing. Can my neighbor's router be doing me – I have nothing. When I say nothing, I don't even watch TV. No computer, yeah. no cell phone, no smart meter – Nothing. My fridge, my oven, and two light bulbs. And I turn my power off at night. So can they use my neighbor's router? Well, they can, but are you, how old are your appliances? Old. I know. I've heard about that. I'm making them last forever. 
<laughs> They're so old. They should be dead by now. Okay. Well, yes, you don't signal signals travel, right? So there's only there's EMF. I work for I work I work for electricians, okay? I'm an accountant and I and I and I and I I work for an electrical contractor that happens to work at Stanford. Right? So we I get to see a lot of stuff that most people don't get to. And um, what, one thing that I, I, I read the electrical code because when I started getting hit with EMF, I was like, I mean, directed energy weapons, which I personally now think, now that I know what the world simulation is, I personally think they're physically manifesting in our reality, in your house. Like, I felt like I kept getting hit in the back of the head. I think they were actually doing it, like, in their simulation, and we can actually feel it yes. in our reality. So too. maybe that's what you're feeling. And oh it, all it takes is that signal from your neighbor's house. And if you do you have an iPhone, oh, you can on the phone, you said. So here's something I want people to, to, to check on for the routers, okay? So a lot of times people are actually targets are being having a, 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 a virtual machine router, I guess is the best way I could put it. But I won't go into the technical details about that. But there's a way if you have an iPhone, if you go on my, if you go on my Twitter page, I have – of some blogs out, okay? I have a WordPress blog that I've done, and I've done some research as far as taking your iPhone and figuring out if you are being data mined and, and people are running um, a, a, a hidden network, right? So, like, whoever is monitoring you will actually take your router and turn it into uh, their own router. So I, mm -hmm. I highly recommend that people that have iPhones, you can especially tell this, and that's what I based my, my thing on was, was Apple. And I, I have to think, I really think that Apple is a good company. And I don't think that all the tech companies are out to get us. I don't. And I don't, and I, and I, I say particularly Apple, I don't like Microsoft at all. My, my roommate worked for Microsoft for a long time, and they are not good guys. But I don't think that Apple, you know, Tim Cook wouldn't give up the encryption back on that San Bernardino phone back in 2015. And, that right there was him taking a stand against DARPA. Just nobody realized it. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing I was going to ask is, so your snake was a hologram. Is that what we're saying? I believe it was, yes. Like I said, so, I did so not. So it's a hologram. If you throw a rock at one of your snakes, is it solid or will that rock go through it? I think they're solid. They I are solid. You Holograms are they solid. Could move they could move the grass, but see the sentient world holographs that are three dimensional, and they have you can feel it, and it has texture. It's very advanced. The holographs, what they show us like on American Idol, is a very simplified version of what's what they're capable of doing, at least according to my studies. What's your opinion on that, Karen? I a total agreement, and I think if you if you said I, when I'm studying Anthony Patch, his work, he says that what the the, the quantum computers do is eventually they can manifest like real things because the data mining is the quantum computer when it as it data mines it literally builds this world and the world just keeps building and building and building until they're physically able to manifest stuff Jeez. well my last thing is i've always felt for some reason that the grand finale is they're going to put spaceships up in the sky of holograms and ets and everybody's going to think it's the end of the world and that's the grand finale of every all the Americans giving up their power. So I'll be interested to see if that happens. <laughs> Project Bluebeam. Project Bluebeam. And I and if you know what? It's already in play. That's the world simulation is Project Bluebeam. It's part of the augmented reality. God, I've had that feeling for the longest, for years and years and years. 
Yeah, oh. probably since probably since nine eleven. That's my that's my guesstimate. <laughs> when? Nine eleven, two thousand one. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I agree with that. I agree with that. Well, thank you. I need to read about this. I'm I'm over my head. <laughs> Okay. I am Thank you one. very Don't worry. much. You're not the only one. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Okay, Barb, thanks. I'm going to come to Central Colorado. Looks next. The numbers are always changing, so sorry. Hi, Colorado. Hi, Ella. This is Katie from Colorado. Hi, Katie. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Good. Uh, Linda, thank you so much for, or I'm sorry, Karen, uh, thank you so much for this uh, very uh, well put out presentation. Uh, this augmented reality is somewhat a new concept to me. One question I have for you, you, you mentioned the visual with the rattlesnake. Um, this augmented reality, can it affect other senses? Have you had experiences like your hearing for example, or your sense of feel, touch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've actually had really strange sensations all over my body that somebody's feels like somebody's doing to me, but that's a little separate I think than than the augmented reality doing it. Um so I would say yes, but I don't know if that answered your question exactly. Oh it did. It it did. Um you uh, also mentioned it towards the beginning that uh, you have a positive take on being a target. Um, how did you arrive at that? Because I feel like I'm fighting for every minute of normalcy in my life every minute, and yet I ask myself, would I want to be in any other situation? And it's no. I want to be right here where this is happening. I want to find out you know, why this targeting is happening and why it's happening to who it's happening to. You have to remember something. You were born in this life at this time for this reason. Okay? Okay. Thank you. That's encouraging to hear. Do you find out, do you have any spiritual uh, beliefs that help you feel this way? I believe in God, but I don't believe in organized religion. My parents are Jewish. My parents are Jewish, but I wasn't raised Jewish. Um, I just, I, I, I believe in God, and I believe in definitely higher power. It's, and I don't necessarily, look, I want to say I believe in Christ, but I don't think he was what people think he was. And so okay. I've, I don't like to, to I, cause I don't want to discourage anybody else's religion. You know, that's, that's, that's a very personal call. I'm weird. We are definitely here together for a reason. Maybe God sent us here. Who knows, right? But yes. that's that's the thing. They're, they're t- and you have to remember this. If you want to, if you want to have a positive attitude, they're targeting you because you are dangerous to them and you have power. Don't let them take that power from you. You need to feel empowered as a target. That's I don't think I- I've ever felt more a type type of power that I've never felt before. Despite, I feel like what they're doing is backfiring on them. You know, right now, they're sh- my, my whole body's shaking, my voice is shaking, but there's a part of me inside that it can't touch. 
that's so much bigger than it is. And I think that's yeah. within all of us. Yeah. Um, you had also mentioned um, alien technology possibly being involved, and I was wondering if you've heard of the uh, black goo and, or anything about that. Yes, I know all about it. Harold, okay. uh, I know the German, the German scientist. Harold Kalsvela. Yes, that's his name. Yes. Yes. I know about it. And you know what? I'm not necessarily thinking that that I'm not saying that that's not out of the realm of possibilities with this stuff either. I don't know, but I don't know. But I right. looked at his work, and I and I can and I. This is this is the this is like this is me just brainstorming here. Um, there's a reason why they're putting fiber optic cables on everybody's house, right? So, right. if that's the case, and I know that Harold Harry says that it goes through there, right? So, if you listen to his work, and I've listened to quite a bit of it, um, I did some research on that because I really thought that was interesting, right? And Google being goo in the name, yeah. Right? So, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you 100. percent Whether it's actually possible, I'm not going to discard it. Let me discard, you know, discredit it or anything like that. Well, he describes it as an alien technology. Um, well, yeah. And he, and he claims that the uh, all these secret services around the world that are utilizing this, and you mentioned there was a computer that was, its makeup was different than anything else yes. that had previously came along. Uh, you know, Harold's saying that they're messing with something that's actually controlling them. They think it's controlling. They think it's controlling it. And, it, you know, there's a history to this black goo that goes back like 80,000 years. Right. Um, it's just this man's emotional intelligence is so impressive to me. Yeah, he's a he's a really interesting guy. I definitely. I've seen quite a few. He actually has a book out with a woman named... Uh, uh, Carol Saint, Saint Louis. Yeah, yes, I liked her too. Yeah, I saw I saw an interview with them, and you know they they they've got a lot in perspective, and you know um, everybody's gonna have a different angle. Will we all know the answer? No. I think maybe if we got all combined together, maybe we could actually figure it out. You know, like me, like trying to help Anthony Patch with what he's figuring out, like doing the tech part of it. But the problem is, is they keep us so siloed that we can't. The right people are never going to get together because they won't allow it. <laughs> so, or maybe not yet. Maybe we well, all these different theories. Um, it's just, I think it's really important for all of us to just keep an open mind to everything, rather than say to somebody, "Well, that's not right. It's this way." You know. Well, I, I use. You know, I've been thinking about this, but I'm interested in hearing your point of view. Um, I think that would be helpful if we all uh, are open yes. to, you know, uh, the experiences of each other, even if we, you know, we may have somewhat different experiences, it shouldn't affect our empathy. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. That's like that's like me studying um, his work, you know, Harold, Harold's work, because I'm not, nothing is out of the realm of possibility with me. And, and then I think, that's also another reason why we get targeted because we are open-minded and we are not closed-minded because they want they are it's easier for them to mind control people that are you know very set in their ways and not gonna nobody's gonna change very rigid ways of thinking very right. in the box thinking and I think that's another that definitely that's the reason why we get targeted because we are able to think outside the box you know we're able to say you know what I'm not gonna judge this I'm just gonna take it in as information 
So I think that's another reason why we get targeted. I think you're absolutely right. And uh, I'm going to mute myself and thank you so very much. I appreciate it. Well, thank you, Katie. Now, see if I can find the next person. Okay, I'm going to come to North Florida. North Florida, you're next. Sorry, it took a second to find you. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Hey, this is Sandra. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Sandra? I'm hanging in there, girl, hanging in there. And I want to thank uh, Karen for um, being uh, your guest this evening because um, what she said was very interesting to me um, um, because I have um, experienced certainly things that we all go through or most of us go through, but this uh, this virtual virtual reality um, is very interesting because I came across some information from the um, Air Force Institute of National Security Studies. And um, it's not recent, but it's not very, very old. And they're talking about uh, holograms in that paper and what they're able to do with them, which was very impressive. <laughs> and so, um, it also took me back to a conversation that I had with you, Ella, about something that I um, witnessed when I was living in the South. If you remember, I, I don't know, you, you talked to so many people, you may not remember that particular conversation. Um, hello? Yeah, I'm here, just listening okay, to you. And, but, and I do remember but talking with you in depth. Yes. I, I was just saying it's not something that I talk about often to a lot of people just because it was so fantastic. Um, but uh, after, after reading the information from, the, um, from that institute and understanding what they can do with holograms, I think what Karen was saying is, um, is spot on about that. And also um, because of the fact that I was in my apartment one day and uh, it was probably early evening. It was still light out um, and um, I happened to look out the window and there sits this really bright light up in the sky and I'm like, well, what the heck? So my daughter was here and I called her over to the window and I just pointed up. I was like, do you see that? And she did not see it. And I asked her three times. She did not see it. And there was no way you could not miss it, is what I'm saying. And so I was a little perplexed about that because it was so clear to me, and she did absolutely did not see it. And I was like, okay. And, it's, and she's, she's a teenager. She's not a, like a little girl, but... Um, so what you said again tonight sort of kind of hit hit home with me with reference to that. Um, and the um, and the other thing I wanted to just comment on briefly, I, I also want to let you know, Karen, that I'm following you on Twitter. I'm at, at Alexandra Macto7 on Twitter. So, um, But I've been following your account. And... Um, 
another thing I wanted to say was that um, I ran across some information about a company that is no longer in business as of this year called Transception, T-R-A-N-S-C-E-P-T-I-O-N. Um, they were based in Texas, somewhere in Texas. And that company was um, involved in uh, nanotechnology and human DNA and linking the two up to AI. And um, in the uh, in the information I found out about about it, it said it ch- the company changed its name, um, changed the spelling really. It was uh, changed it to T X C E T T I O N, I believe is how that was spelled. So, um, and when I looked that up, there was no reference whatsoever to any type of technology. Um, none whatsoever. It's a completely different field. Um, so I thought that was a little strange in fact. It was all about erectile dysfunction. So I don't know how you go from <laughs> from nanotechnology to that, but that's that's the information I came across. So I think that um, certainly some, obviously some things that we're seeing um and and smelling um that sort of thing because someone asked if it could uh be uh other senses could be involved and um with the incident that happened to me it was uh sight and smell and so um obviously when you cannot Trust your senses. That's a that's a hell of a thing. That's a hell of a thing. Um, and so, I do want to thank you for coming forward um, with the information, and um, I'll certainly be following you on Twitter um, as I have been. And um, just thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much, Sandra, for your comments and your questions. Okay, so now I'm going to go to Northeast New York. Hi, Northeast New York. Northeast New York, do you have a question? Oh. New York? We can hear you now, yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, No, um, but I I will say that, yes, I have spoken to you before, and thank you. Um, Yes, I would never report to my PD any of, you know, the things which obviously would, you know, be considered um, um, unbelievable and would be, you know, immediately... I would never do that. Um, okay, I'll thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that's... Oops, sorry. You want to finish your thought? She's already gone. My number system is not working very well because the same people end up 
is number one or two. Okay, six five seven. Coming to you. Hi. Hi, Cece. How are you tonight? I I just want to say I don't really have a question, but I wanted to say that I think I experienced experienced the augmented reality one evening with a kitten. I think they put like a little tiny kitten, couldn't have been more than five weeks old. Uh, I kept hearing little tiny meows out there for hours, and I thought, no, that's B2K. I'm not going out. I'm not falling for this again. And eventually, I uh, several hours later, I went out, and I saw this little tiny kitten, and there was a part of me that said, my God, it looks so real, but I know it's not there. And then, uh, so I tried to, you know, I can't walk fast because my body's so maimed. I went to try to get the kitty. It would stop, and then I would catch up and, and try to get the kitty to come to me, and then it would run again. And then it disappeared, and then out of nowhere comes what I assume is supposed to be the mother cat. And uh, I finally gave in, thinking, no, these cat cats are not real. They're not there, although I know they looked real. They weren't see-through. They were real. And on my way back to my apartment, I have to cross over a, a koi pond bridge, and there's my sister's cat, and the mother cat walked right by my sister's cat, and I thought there's no way that cat is there because my sister's cat would have started a fight with it. So anyway, I, I'm, I'm, I would say I'm 80% sure that that was what you are calling augmented reality. And I was just amazed when I came in the house. I thought, "There's that is just amazing. That is just so amazing. I know those cats weren't real. Anyway, that's all I have to say. Are you there? Sorry, I'm here. I just had to go on mute for a second. <clears throat> okay, well, thanks. Thanks, Cece. I appreciate that comment. Just kind of uh, validates maybe some of our experiences. And thanks for also saying 80% as opposed to being 100% because sometimes we just don't know. But we wonder. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Okay, California, I'm coming to you. Hi, California. Hi, can you hear me okay? Yes, we can hear you perfectly. Okay, good. Um, I, I too um, wanted to comment. Uh, I have a family that worked for a company that was later purchased by Lockheed Martin, and I had a sibling who um, was telling me that he was seeing holograms and he was talking about how incredibly real they were. I believe he was targeted as well, and I believe they probably um, killed him. But um, my question to you is this. Do you think that they, and I have no understanding of this area whatsoever, do they have to implant you with something in order to have you see this hologram, or is this something done um, just through um, electromagnetic manipulation in the environment, or, or how does that happen? Um, and um, I guess I'm just wondering if it's you're talking about sometimes it's visible to others and sometimes it's not. And so I'm just wondering if you could explain a little bit more about how that works. And also you'd mentioned um, not only um, augmented reality, but hyper um, augmented. I forget what you said, but something that was hyper reality if you could explain the difference between those two. Thank you. 
Karen, are you still there? Hold on. Maybe Karen dropped off accidentally. Let's see. Hmm. Where did our Karen go? Star 8, Karen, if you call back in. There she is, I think. Hold on. Is this you, Karen? Sorry, I was muted, I think. Sorry. Okay, sorry. I don't know how that happens. Sometimes it just mutes all on its own. Sorry. That's that's okay. I was I was moving around anyway. So um, to answer the question, um, the first question, Ella, could you just kind of repeat it? Sorry, I got kind of sidetracked there. Do you want to repeat Hello? the question? I I can repeat it. Basically, do you, how I don't understand the technology at all, and I was just wondering if you feel they have to implant people or use something um, within the environment in order to make people see these things, experience these things, and the difference, you know, uh, of whether or not it's visible to all or just certain individuals, how how that's accomplished. Oh, and then okay. And then um, also you'd mentioned, like, um, hyper-augmentation or something to that effect. If you could explain a little bit more about that. Thank you. Oh, okay. So... I, I know people think they're being chipped, okay? And I'm not saying that maybe at some point in the past they've done this, but this technology is so far advanced that they can do it remotely. There is no chips. And I get I, I, I get concerned for, like, Dr. Horton. Like, I wish she would talk to me because she's putting videos out about chips and being chipped, and I think that's misinformation, you know, I, I really think the augmented reality could make her think that she, you know, put that thing up to her head. I don't think it's always like that because there are times when she gets hit with directed energy. And I'm pretty sure she's really getting hit, you know. But, um, like, as far as the chipping goes, if it is, it's old technology, and they are way beyond that. With the 5G network, it's really coming online, and it's all done real time, and it's all done remotely. So they're using the radio frequency, Right. So that's the spectrum they're using. So if it is chips, it's old technology. And then the other question, I, I know Ella mentioned the hyper. I, I really think that Brian, too, is a gentleman that you, you probably may have heard of. He's a TI, and uh, he, was, right. he talks about hyper game theory, right? right? So what hyper game theory is, and I didn't really mention this, and I probably should have, but with the, with the, with the targeting they're able to actually do what's called the Monte Carlo method. And this is just a form of artificial intelligence trying to create scenarios where it's trying to figure out, like predict what you're going to do next kind of deal, right? So that's basically what that means, the Monte Carlo method. It's a simple, very simple explanation, okay? So with hyper game theory, when you're being targeted, Sometimes they just, like, the, the lady that mentioned seeing the cat that wasn't really there, a lot of times they're just testing you, right? And that's what the targeting is for. They're testing you to see what kind of reaction you're going to have because whoever has a similar brain pattern than you, like your MRI that has, like, the same kind of frequency levels for anger and stuff like that, they're able to modulate that onto somebody else, right? So that's another thing that they use is the hyper game theory. And I don't know, Elle, if that's exactly what you meant, but... That was something else I meant to mention, and I'm glad she brought that up because <laughs> I was yeah, able to And when to say you brought it. that up, so another term they use is overlay, that ability mm -hmm. to, you know, send that information to another person. You know, they call that an overlay. Right. Do you, do you think that's maybe why sometimes they target families because you might have similar um, brain patterns? Um, Possibly. I don't know. 
I think I it's more if they happen to be in the same vicinity because I have adopted children. You guys know that. And so I don't know if have the same brain uh, patterns, you know. We're different. We're all different. Okay. Different sure. teams, full, different everything. So, you know, so, you know my, my personal thought is if they happen to be in the proximity of you. Okay. Um, I, I was wondering, too, if you think, like, because I, I feel like I've been pushed a couple times, I mean, to the extent that I have broken a limb. Um, do you think they could have done that to me through this technology? Yes, I do. Absolutely. Okay. They they physically have cut me before. Yeah. While I was driving my car, I got a big old gash on my leg. Ugh. How'd that happen? <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so yes, I do think they're physically able to mess with you in this reality, even if even if they're not physically here. Yeah, and I know everybody talks about their take on stuff and everything, and I don't profess to have any knowledge of this. But I was just thinking, like Pokemon gone. You know, as soon as he started talking about it, I thought about Pokemon and how people are so obsessed with this, but that. Of course, we've all seen that there's always a dark side to whatever they're doing. There's a, that potential, at least. And, yes. Um, you know, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens down the road. Anyway, thank you. Thank you. That's a lot of very interesting dialogue. Okay. Um, I hope I'm not going to mute the wrong California. Karen, are you still there? I'm here. Okay, we get a lot of Californians. And, um, you know, I really like TalkShoe because it has an anonymous platform. Though I can't really tell phone numbers. But at the same time, it's a little complicated because all I see is a state. So, so now oh, I'm going to okay. go to Southern California. Hi, Southern California. Southern California, would you like to ask a question? like to give them a second. Sometimes their phones are muted, their handsets. Okay. Okay, star eight, if you'd like to ask a question. Yeah, I think that's it for the questions. Oh, wait, here we go. Sumaya. Hey, so fascinated and thinking and extrapolating to other probabilities. Um, So, Karen... Thank you so much for your research and sharing it with so much clarity. Um, So what I've been hearing about um, with holograms, but also with clones. Now, I have heard that they are doing a lot of genetic research and cloning in secret my labs and so forth, and that they can manipulate us over here by manipulating the clone in the lab, which may be the same as what you're saying, is you can manipulate the hologram of the individual with their frequencies being replicated um, without actually touching the person in, you know, flat earth, you know, surface earth, not flat earth. Um, now, if if that's possible in both cases, is it possible to discern whether you have a hologram of yourself somewhere or whether you have a clone somewhere, and then 
I've got other questions about that, but let me start with that. Well, it was it's string theory that you're speaking of, and absolutely, is it a clone? Yes, you do have a clone, but it's in the world simulation. It's not it's not like a physical clone of you somewhere where they could smack you and you get feel it here because that clone is you, your genetics. It's not that's not how I I do not believe that's how it's working. I would I'll say 100. percent I'm not 100 percent sure, but I I do, I do not believe that's correct. I think it's all through the quantum computer. So the quantum computer manifests you, and you have this clone. And there's a guy named James Corbett. He is, he, if you Google James the Corbett Report and the sentient world simulation, he gives you kind of like a, the basis, right? And it basically talks about how they data mine you and how the simulation is. And that actually might be a good resource for people that, that kind of want a, a very basic understanding of the simulation. Um, but basically it's just, it's just it's you – in a quant, it's a quantum you. <laughs> we'll put it like yeah. that, not necessarily okay, I, physical yeah. you. I can imagine that, but I think they've also cloned us genetically. I'm just saying on the side there. That's oh, absolutely. They have data mined us. The Human Genome Project is exactly what that was. Yeah. And then artificial so, intelligence data mined it to find out even more about you because they already had everything else. Mhm. Yeah, like they could download, you know, your memories into the you know, the clone and. You have, you know, there might be 10 of me out there or, you know, 20 of you or, you know, and trying different scenarios out either in the quantum computer or in the lab, you know, one-on-one interface. Um, So here's the thing now. Um, So if they can try to manipulate the hologram or the replica, we'll say, um, you don't think that we would feel it because they're, actually messing with the frequencies that we are in resonance with? Yeah, the free, uh, your, basically your brain pattern, your brain frequency. You know, everybody's brain, everybody has a unique brain pattern, it's called, and it's basically a thumbprint, right? And that's just the way your, your MRI would light up, like if they showed you a picture of a cat, right? And they showed me a picture of the cat, ours would be different. Yeah. So those are the free and the and the colors that come out of the MRI. If you can think about that, like in your head, you know, like just visualizing that, that's what they're using. That's the frequency. So whenever color lights up, and that's the that's the frequency they need to use. Like if it, if it lights up blue, then they're gonna that's the frequency they need to match in their simulation. Yeah. So that's how okay. I think they're doing it. So there's you you think that they're still in the replicating stage and they're not in the manipulation stage. No, I think they do both. I think they put people out to to, rep, to 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 data mine, to surveil, and then they start using it, and then they, then they start targeting you after they, and and then they they target you all along actually because I think they that's what I was saying earlier that they when they gang stalk you they physically probably have to gang stalk you at the beginning because they need to to read your brain pattern so they can yeah. get your emotions right because right. they want to they want to affect your emotional state so that's how they do it and then once you're once they've got your EEG, then 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 they've got you, and then they can just modulate you however they want, whenever they want. Right, but so I'm still a little confused. How do you know whether they're manipulating the hologram replica or your physical self? If they're both, if they're linked in resonance on those frequencies, you know, in an, in a quantum entanglement, there is no space and time. So they can right. manipulate something over in, you know, Fort Meade, Maryland, 
and you could feel it in California in real time. Oh, I, I, I think so. And I think with the simulation, especially when it comes to them, like, like when targets talk about like, like things moving in their house or whatever, like that's exactly what, what you're saying is exactly what's happening at that point. But I think more that's more of the physical manifest, manifestation where they need to actually touch something. Then, then that's what you're saying. What I'm saying with the brain pattern and as far as like the the the, Emotions, the, uh, augmented, stuff, the augmented yeah. reality and stuff like that, they're able to do that remotely. But I mean, yeah. Yeah, I do physically think they come into this reality through yeah. quantum computers. Absolutely. Okay. No, I I wasn't asking that, but that's another nice, interesting thing. Um, so then that makes me think of when okay, if you're getting hit in the back of the brain, that's where you're you know, a lot of your visual memory is. And um, I think what they're doing is they're trying to um, send, you know, transmit visual information so that it looks like your reality. Then, so, like, you never notice it sometimes in your frontal lobe, like you have your eyes closed, and there's something, there's an image there, it probably wasn't yours, Um that might be generated inside the hologram clone, and then you might see it in your frontal lobe as well. So it could, it might be done both ways, that kind of stuff. And same yeah. with the auditory signals, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe so. I'm not, a, you know, I'm, I'm by far not an expert on anything. I'm more of a generalist. I know a lot of stuff to make me dangerous about a lot of subjects. <laughs> That's the yeah, way I like to put I know. It. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I I kind of mix and match, you know, and um, you know, pull it together. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, I'm going to think about that some more. Anthony Patch and Harold. What's the other guy's name? Oh, Harold. I, I, you were asked that. Uh, the guy with the black goo, right? Just Google black no. goo, or you. Or, no, What's not the black guy. Name? Oh, I, that's the thing. I can't remember how to say it. Oh. It's Harold. Okay. Something well, with the B. <laughs> Start, we'll start with Anthony Patch anyway. Thank you. You're Thanks welcome. A lot. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Sue. I'm going to go up to, I think it was Northwest California. Okay, Northwest California, I'm coming to you. Hi. It's me again. Can I make one other quick comment? Because people have been talking about feeling as well as seeing. And I wanted to relate something that happened to me when I first realized I was a target. I was in the kitchen, and I was spending time with another target, so I knew her pretty well. I was in the kitchen. All of a sudden, I felt her, like she was standing in the kitchen. And she was angry. And it was her energy. It was everything about her. If you had put a hologram in that kitchen, I would have been convinced it was her standing there. And I found that very interesting, that they could actually produce her energy. Do you know what I'm saying? I knew Mm -hmm. it was her. Does that make sense? Yes. (laughs) I can imagine what you're saying, yeah. It it never happened to me again. It was just, she was was there. They, They had her so well that they produced her personal energy field as well as her being angry, but I could not see her. I'm very sensitive, so I, 
you know, I knew it was her. And then actually I called her right away, and as soon as I brought it up, it, it, the whole thing was gone. But it, it was real. It was amazingly real. That's it. It's probably confusing, huh? <laughs> the whole subjects are, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought maybe Karen has experienced something like that. Uh, not, not that, no. Now I'm going to go down to Connecticut. Hi, Connecticut. Connecticut. Hello? Hi. Hi, it's Connie from Connecticut. I just wanted to say it's Harold Caught. K-A-U-T-Z, Vela, V-E-L-L-A, I think. And it's the Basie's Conference who talks oh, about Blackman. <laughs> and watch Basie's Conference um, 46, part one, two, and three, but especially three. I think a lot of people should watch that. <laughs> yeah. And um, the other thing is, I think earlier she spoke about um, James Corbett, and he, um, if you go to offnow.org, um, I think that links to the Corbett report. I think he reports out of, he's in Japan, and he has contacts all over the world in the Middle East, in Europe, and the U.S. Uh, I did want to ask um, the speaker if she knows why, or does she know anything about bacteria mutagenicity? Um, the pathogens and the chemtrails and um, infecting us all, spraying us with this stuff because um, many of us are getting sprayed. And, and about the implants, you know, I did get scanned and I do have them. So. Oh, wow. And I get a lot of planes and helicopters and drones. I don't think they're hol holograms because, um, like, well, I don't only see them, but other people see them. And I, I plan to get, try to get the um, air traffic from the FAA. But um, many of us are being sprayed, and I'm being hit with biofilm. So I'm being, my house, my car, me, they're just constantly spraying me with biofilm. It's like a polymer. It's like glue with organisms. And, and it's water-activated. So when you when it gets wet, it gets harder, and it bonds with the skin. So sometimes when you pull it off, your it'll leave microscopic tears in the skin. But for anybody else who's getting hit with biofilm, a really quick and easy way to get it off: go to the Dollar Tree store, get an anti-itch cream for a dollar. It's a blue box with pink and white lettering, and it says anti-itch. And you put it on your like arm or hand or face or wherever they put this biofilm, and you leave it there for a few minutes while it gets dry, and then a couple minutes later, take another small amount. It's hydrocortisone with zinc. You rub it back and forth, and it takes off the biofilm the quickest, easiest, and painless way. And it's cheap. <laughs> But do you know anything about bacteria mutagenicity, the chemtrails, the pathogens, 
Um, I, I, if you don't mind me cutting in, um, I do know for a fact that Stanford it has a nanotechnology fabrication like building there, and they're building nanotechnology, okay? Mm-hmm. I also know that the Stanford Linear Accelerator ends at the nanotech factory. So if they're doing something with the stuff in the air, yes, I do think they are. I think they use proteins and amino acids. I think there's there's cytosine. There's there's certain amino acids that your body needs to create RNA and DNA, and that's what they're spraying with us. And the other stuff they're spraying with us is probably weather modification, stuff that you're talking about, that's foamy and stuff like that. And there's there's a gentleman named Dane Wigington. Dane Wigington has done a lot as far as the geoengineering and stuff like that and, and, and on, on and studying those things. And Clifford Carnicum is another gentleman that has been studying Morgellons disease and or Morgellons disease and the chemtrails as well. There there's he's got some really good data about what's in those chemtrails. Clifford Carnicum at the Carnicuminstitute.com or org, I forget which one it is. But if you wanna if you want to find some information out about what they're spraying, those two guys would give you good information. Yeah, when he was a guest on Ella's um, call, I asked him if um, his team of experts, anybody checked for pathogens, and, you know, he said, you know, if they don't stop doing this, they're going to ruin the planet, so we have enough information about the aluminum nanoparticulates and the strontium and the barium and everything, but the pathogens, um, the bacteria that are in the chemtrails, that's really important because I truly believe that um, that's why a lot of people are having asthma and breathing issues and it's getting on the ground and people's pets are getting up on their feet and we're getting it on our feet. I know it, um, I know the, I can identify, not identify, but um, I I know what four or five types of the organisms that they're hitting me with. One looks like a grain of sand. Another looks like black pepper. Another is like um, one one piece of sand is like rectangular and more like a square, like um, like quartz, you know, like a crystal. But another is so small and it immediately attaches to the skin or microfiber and all that stuff. But, um, I, you know, this is caused, my two neighbors were on oxygen tanks 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and other people are having breathing issues. So I just wondered if you knew anything about, you know, the pathogens that they're spraying. No, I did have a very good friend of mine who had COPD. He died about three or four years ago, and he was he was on oxygen like you're talking about, so it's totally... Totally understand that. I think that's why we're seeing an increase in dementia, and I think it's all—I think it's all on purpose. It's because they don't want people to remember, because they're going to change our reality to whatever it is that they want it to be for the moment. I'm afraid with the augmented reality. Right, and my—I have seven satellite frequencies being directed at me, and when I looked them up, and I couldn't find the exact frequency because it goes out three decimal places. But when I looked up the range, it's used by Lockheed Martin looking for air, using air-to-ground radar, military experimentation on FCC's website. Air-to-ground radar looking for bomb-making materials. I started digging up my entire property, which is almost, it's like a third of an acre. And um, I found things like data tables, like wires, 
five-inch long rusty nails. And after I dug them up, then I went back and dug up <clears throat> again. It's like they planted these things, <laughs> you know, in my yard. And now they're hitting me with chemical and biological. And I think I, it was because, number one, I was good at shielding. And number two, I started saying I wouldn't sign privacy policies or I would write, I do not consent to any type of experimentation or research, nanotechnology or other. I do not consent to HIPAA. And um, when I did that, they switched it up to the chemical and biological. Yeah. It would not surprise me. These people are complete psychopaths. That's why I'm almost certain that these people aren't human anymore. They were ever. There's got to, you know, it's like they have a hole where their heart should be. So it makes me wonder greatly. Yeah. How could you and when do that to another human being? Especially when people they, with children. That's another thing. I, not to cut you off, but that's the thing that really irritates me. I'm a single mom, and they did this to me. And I know many of you out there on the call are the same way. And it just frustrates and me. And when they were using the air-to-ground radar, I was making Organite, and I was sending it to TIs around the country because, you know, some people claim that it helps stop the tinnitus or the um, sexual stimulation. I make little heart shapes, and they have sand and seashells and copper and black obsidian and, you know, crystals and chopped-up metals. They're little heart shapes. Like, you could say it's a paperweight or something. But And now I can't make it because they're hitting me with chemical and biological weapons. Mm-hmm. But so I, I appreciate listening to you. Yeah, I look forward to, you know, going to your website or looking at your My Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, yeah, look at Twitter. And I am, uh, Ella, I will try to give you some links to my to my blog, okay, before... <laughs> Thanks, Karen. Yeah. Thank you. I'd like to share them with people. And so I think that might be our last question. That's it. So um, at this point, um, I'm going to stop the recording, and we'll open it up to a support call. And Karen, you don't have to go if you don't want to, but I appreciate you very much for coming on and sharing the information you have on this topic. Um, and so, yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you. Okay, but like I said, you're welcome to stay on and listen for a while if you like. So I'm going to go ahead and end the recording, guys. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.